When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Matt Kajeski here, back again with the Odd Shopper channel. And today we're talking some college basketball betting. It's Friday, February the 9th, and we only have three games on deck. Before we get started, make sure to hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all other content goes live. We're also brought to you by BetMGM, and they have a limited time offer for those of you in legal states, except New York, Puerto Rico, and Nevada. What you'll do is click the link in the video description below, make a deposit of at least $5, then turn that $5 around, wager on any team, total, market, whatever you want, whether it wins or loses, you will be paid out $158 in the form of bonus bets. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. You must be 21 or older to play in most areas, but limited time, take advantage of this. Before it is gone, I can promise you this will not last forever. All right, housekeeping. We're recording this on Thursday night, so don't have the outcomes of these Thursday games. I know we usually do a brief recap, but there's only three games, so I'm kind of trying to get ahead for myself and actually do a Saturday video this week, so so bear with me. We're going to do a Saturday video, but I plan on dedicating a lot of time to that, so just trying to get this out of the way as quickly as possible. And there's only three games, so hopefully it will save some time, but... I actually haven't bet any of these games just yet. I'm going to tell you the lines I'm potentially looking for and the sides I'm interested in based on some modeling I've done in my data so far this this at this point in the week. All right, but we'll go to th- – there's some awesome games, by the way. And we start in the A-10. It's Dayton taking on VCU. This game is going to be electric. And I had interest in the Dayton side right away. This team, I think, is better in most areas on paper. Offensive efficiency, they're 15th. VCU's 110th. Defense, it's 66 to 76. Rebounding actually suits VCU, but you can look at effective height numbers. These are almost identical, 105 to 103. So I think it's just a little bit noisy in this area. Both teams are awesome at shooting. You actually have a pretty severe edge Dayton's way. They're 17th in effective field goal percentage. And VCU's 102nd, but the reason I'm hesitant is we got Sean Barristow back for VCU, and he's the second best player on this team. To find out how these guys stack up, just go to evanmia.com. We talk about it all the time. Sort by conference, then you can see each of the players for these teams and how they actually rank against each other. In the A-10, Sean Barristow is the ninth best player. He's the second best player on this VCU team. Now, those are the two best players, Barstow at nine and Max Shulga at seven. Dayton actually has three players in the top six. That's Kobe Brand, Nate Santos, and Deron Holmes, of course, who's likely to be the player of the year in this conference. And he's actually getting some All-American hype, and I think it's it's deserved despite playing in the A-10. So I, I would take Dayton if you could guarantee me that there was a limited Barstow, something like that, but I don't think that's going to be the case. You can go and look right away at Barristow's first box score. The guy didn't appear limited whatsoever. And this was sort of in a tune-up game against Fordham where they won by 
20 points. He came off the bench, played 26 minutes, scored 12 points, seven boards. This guy is 6'8", so he's going to be helpful inside when you contend with a Deron Holmes on the other side. So it makes me nervous. But ultimately, I still think Dayton has a lot of edges. This team shoots a ton of threes, as does VCU for that matter. But you just look at three-point rate. Dayton is 27th. VCU is 46th. Three-point percentage, Dayton is 10th. VCU 73rd. On the interior, Dayton's Dayton is 67th. VCU is 142nd. So there's like these micro edges Dayton's direction in each of these categories. But getting back a premier player like Bearstow is hard to factor in at this point. And I, my model makes this minus three in favor of Dayton. But I do think Bearstow is worth about a point or maybe a little bit more to the spread. So you, you see this open at 135 and a half. And I don't show a lot of value in the total right away because the efficiency is going to be better. And I don't show a lot of total or a lot of value on the, the spread itself, getting Barristow back in the fold. So I think it's pretty tough to bet. If it were anything for me, it's probably a Dayton side or an under. The pacing's really slow in this game. Dayton is 352nd, VCU 295th. Both teams are awesome on defense. It's just getting back that premier playmaker, which leaves me a little hesitant, assuming the offensive efficiency gets better for VCU. So that's where we're at with the first game. If this were to get to like a plus one or something, which is very possible getting Barristow back as soon as people react to this news, anything close to a pick, I'm going to fire on the Dayton side. But that's where we're at currently with this game. Then we move to the Mountain West, and there's a pair of games in this conference. This is the better one. San Diego State taken on Nevada. And this is another one where I do have interest in a road team. The spread is a pick and the total in the game is 141 and a half. Not as much interest in the total here. Both teams are middling to slightly below average in pace. It's 206 to 213. But offensive efficiency is pretty good for both sides. San Diego State 58th, Nevada 73rd. Defensive efficiency, San Diego State 17th, Nevada 43rd. So it's very close with slight edges San Diego State's direction. As far as some of the other stuff goes, San Diego State's taller, 98th versus 129th. Rebounding suits San Diego State as well. And they've also played a significantly difficult, more difficult level of competition. Ninth in strength of schedule to Nevada's 115. I, I mentioned I haven't bet any of the games so far on this slate. This is the closest one I am to betting. And it's on the San Diego State side. If this gets to a plus one at any point in time, this is going to be an immediate click for me on the San Diego State side. The concerns, like a lot of teams, they haven't played well on the road this year. This is basically just the state of college basketball. Now that we have all these players getting their extra COVID years and whatnot, you look at San Diego state's recent games, they beat air force on the road. That's not really saying a lot. They beat San Jose state on the road. They beat Gonzaga on the road. UC San Diego, who's a decent team, but otherwise they've lost to a lot of quality teams on the road as well. BYU got them early in the year. Grand Canyon got them. Who's a quality team. Don't sleep on the Lopes. But otherwise, New Mexico, Boise, and Colorado State all beat them on the road. So you do have slight advantages, San Diego State's direction, but this home court I do think is pretty important to factor in for this game. And the model actually made it about a half point in Nevada's favor. The only real reason I think San Diego State is interesting is this team also hasn't been fully healthy this year. Reese Waters missed a period of time for this team. So I think there's a little bit of meat left on the bone for this team. I mean, we basically had everybody returning from last year. So I don't know. The final four hype 
again coming back. They haven't lived up to it, obviously, but you like look at the roster. Tramel's missed time. Ladies missed time. Reese Waters has been injured at times. So I think there still is a little bit left for the San Diego State team to achieve, and this is a pretty solid team overall. They don't shoot the ball very well. Nevada has an edge in just raw, effective shooting, 154 San Diego State to 118 for Nevada. But on the inside, San Diego State definitely has an edge, a lot of that coming through their best player, Ladee. From three, Nevada 152nd in three-point percentage. San Diego State's 230th. The only problem is San Diego State's awesome at defending the perimeter, 16th, and Nevada has a terrible three-point rate. They're 304th in three-point rate. They just don't shoot a lot of threes. As far as some of the other micro-edges, Nevada gets in foul trouble quite a bit. They're 242nd in fouls committed. San Diego State is 30th in fouls generated. So I think that could be something that works against Nevada, who doesn't exactly play the deepest bench. San Diego State does play a fairly deep rotation. So I think foul issues are more likely to come on the Nevada side, but ultimately not one I've taken yet. Looking for a plus one. We, we will see if it pops, but we're looking at the Aztecs. We'll see where this goes throughout the day. The second game in the Mountain West, San Jose State versus Colorado State. This one's a lot less interesting to me, and it's because the spread is just massive. 17 points in favor of Colorado State. The total is 143.5, and and that's where I have the most interest. And debating in under, the real problem I have with that is just both teams are pretty good on offense. Like, yeah, San, San Jose State's defense is putrid. We know this. They're 293rd. And Colorado State has excellent offensive efficiency. This team is 33rd overall. But the real question I have is, can San Jose State do their part? They're 99th in offensive efficiency, which is pretty decent. Colorado State 88th on defense, but does San Jose State have a path to scoring, really? And I'm not sure. It's probably on the inside. They're 83rd in two-point percentage. Colorado State is 165th defending that. San Jose State is 39th in effective height. Colorado State is 324th. So on paper... San Jose should be able to get off some points on the interior, but I'm just not sure how sustainable this is going to be. If it's going to be enough, you look at the Colorado state side for what they lack in defensive defensive prowess. They're awesome on offense, seventh in the country, two point percentage, and they're 73rd from three. The San Jose state defense is horrific. 245th on the interior, 355th from three. So this is the kind of situation where I'm worried about Colorado State sort of naming their score, scoring as many points as they want to. And then if San Jose State can just do a little bit to get this towards the total, that's what makes the under scary to me. You know, other factors that I do think point towards an under pacing is really bad. 289th in tempo is San Jose State. Colorado State is 265th, who's also not fast. But this could be like a Creighton situation from two days ago where, yeah, neither team plays fast, but just the raw offensive efficiency and lack of defense at times could get this towards an over. So that's where I'm looking under 143 and a half. I do think this probably comes down a little bit. So I'm, you know, to rank the the situations I'm most interested in, it's San, Ho- San Diego State as that pick them or plus one if it comes. The under 143 in this game, second most interesting. And then last would be Dayton in the under in that first game. But that'll do it for us. Short video. We're going to hit the Saturday slate. Promise. I'm going to try to do as many games as I can because it is a loaded slate. Again, only three games tonight and Saturday makes up for it. But thank you guys for watching. Leave a comment below if you have it. And if you'd like to reach me, the best way to do so is on Twitter. I'm at Matt underscore Gajeski, just my name. DMs are open. So ask away if you have any questions. 
but we'll be back for that Saturday slate. Until then, good luck, everyone. We will see you next time.